This is a Dece World production in association with Pants Pending Studios. They're not PC So if occasional foul language turns you off Then you have all been warned This is the call before the storm And also, I can blow myself Get ready for the social hour from Dece World Studios in Spokane, Washington, this is The Social Hour. On today's show, comedian Adam Kessler. And now your host. If you're listening to this when it comes out, catch him at the Drink and Debate this Friday. And if you're listening to this in the future, have we had a women president yet? Dees Casillas! Mom Keen, everyone, welcome to the show. Thanks for coming around, hanging out. Uh, sorry we missed you last week. I took the week off. I've been on the road, guys. Had some fun. Saw some places. Boise, Pocatello, Twin Falls, Grants Pass, Bend. You know, all the good places that uh, comedians get to go. We had a lot of fun. Did a lot of shows. Uh, it's good. We'll uh, talk about that at a later date. Right now, uh, we're going to get in with our uh, guest. We have comedian Adam Kessler. Uh, we're going to talk to him about all kinds of stuff. Um, before we do that, real quickly, though, guys, uh, this Friday, the drink and debate at the uh, Black Diamond at Spokane Valley, Washington, if you're within the area of where this show is recorded, come check that show out. Uh, we are almost sold out, guys, so it is uh, not long for this world to get tickets to that show. So make sure you go get them. And come see it. We're trying to make this going to be a live filming. It's going to be a lot of fun. So check it out, guys. Um, that's it for me. I'm not going to give uh, too much crap out in the beginning here. I want to get into it with Adam. Uh, uh, he is a comedian from Tri-Cities and a good buddy of mine. Very funny man. Please give it up for Adam Kessler, everyone. We uh, got back late Monday and we had a... It was a long, long, long haul, man. Oh, my God. It was like a seven-hour drive back. Oh, yeah. On, what was the last stop before you came back? Uh, Redmond, Oregon. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we drove back from Redmond, Oregon on uh, Monday morning. And we were, yeah, I mean, we were in, Oregon was our last last leg of it. We were in, like, uh, Bend and then Grants Pass and Redmond and, uh, yeah, some other places. We were in, where we were in North, South Idaho, Boise and Pocatello and stuff like that. So I like Oregon crowds. Like, like I don't, I don't do well in like seattle crowd <laughs> yeah but, but like oregon crowds they uh, i don't know i've always had good uh shows in oregon and i'm like that's a for me that would be a good place to like before i come back home like all beat up from wherever you've been yeah like, oh, <laughs> like yeah. oh some oregon crowds good <laughs> they're gonna get it yeah uh grant's pass might have been one of my favorite shows we've done in a while that in bozeman montana are two of the, my favorite shows that we've done recently uh but grants pass we did this we found this uh 
bar these people just took over a small bar but man that place was packed out and it was a those people had a lot of lot of fun right uh, right so yeah, yeah that's get... my thing i like going to small towns or like offshoots of like major cities and like you're in this place that gets no entertainment and then you show up and they just love yeah. being out and being around somebody who has a job that's not at the plant right you know? yeah and you can tell them you're on you can tell them you're on netflix because they don't have internet out there yeah uh, so you're, you're like you're like yeah i'm dave Chappelle, and they're like, right. i heard about you i heard your yeah, name yeah i don't like trans people either let's do this uh you're like, I guess, man, listen, whatever makes you buy a ticket, I am easily bought. I will sell out in a heartbeat for $7. Uh, I, I've gone places that, like, on my website, it shows that, like, I've auditioned at America's Got Talent. And, like, basically what that means is I waited six hours in line, and then I auditioned for three minutes in front of two people, right? Yeah. And, uh, and then you don't make it on because there are 600 talented people there. And, uh, and like, I've had somebody at one of those small cities go, I saw you on there. I thought you looked familiar. Yeah. I'm like, sweet. Yeah. Yeah, you did. You did. <laughs> I was a little black girl with the baton. Uh, <laughs> they were on fire. Did you yeah. like that? I had to add a twist in there. Well, part of the problem is, uh, uh, Kessler, it's not that uh, you're not talented. It's just that you don't have a plight. <laughs> you need you need more backstory and you, need, you no plight no white that's what right, that's right. that's the that should be the motto of agt uh, <laughs> no plight no white uh you gotta have plight and you can't be white and so that's the problem they need you know they need a backstory and they need uh right. some some flavor i mean you could be white but you're gonna have to start giving hand jobs to dudes or something you gotta have some sort of like you gotta be <laughs> a thing misery yeah you well, i mean yeah. not that that's misery uh right, for, right. For, for our uh, uh alternative lifestyle listeners god damn giving hand jobs i mean i'm the only dude i give a hand job to that's straight right that's as straight as they get uh it's when i drop a digit on myself i start wondering uh <laughs> but yeah, the uh, it's no, nah, it's you. Yeah, you gotta have some sort of uh, yeah. Right, right. You know, I mean, they're not looking for. Unfortunately, uh, for for you and a, a lot of other uh, uh, straight white guys, gross. Uh, you, uh, right, right. you know, uh, the industry's real hard on that. They're not real keen on the uh, on the old uh, straight family guy, white guy anymore. It's tough. Right, right. Which, get, which is fine. Like I, I realized like that. Um, really if if i'm putting the show together i don't have a problem getting on it show um, yeah it's but, like you, you don't even book yourself but, you're like i don't know can you send me some tape <laughs> but also uh i started uh well uh we had this idea me and another comedian we had this idea to do a show called brothers from another mother and he's black and I'm white and we're around the same age. So we would both do a set and then we go up at the end together. And he asked me questions about what white people do. And I asked him questions about what black people do. <laughs> and we thought, hey, this is a good time for that. Yeah. And so I advertised it all around and marketed it all over. And nobody wanted to book us either. So I'm like, well... <laughs> Maybe it's just that I'm involved, you know? Uh, yeah, you've got to start giving hand jobs, I guess. Uh, 
<laughs> right to him. That yeah. was our plight. <laughs> that was the plight. Uh, yeah, that's it. This is this is how it. We it's a literal finish to the show. Uh, <laughs> once we've finished, we are finished. Uh, that's when it ends. Yeah, it's. Uh, believe me, there is a reason. Um, I mean, not not only just because I am a uh, Latino comic, but I do put Latino comic in my bio for a reason. Uh, right, right. I definitely make that known because it's like, hey, man, I fucking I struggled. Listen, right, I had, right, right. I had, I've been roughed up by the cops. I know what it's like. <laughs> uh, so I need uh, I need you guys to know that. Uh, so don't book me on merit. Just book me because uh, my dad's illegal. Uh, so you know that's. I feel like that's uh, that's fair, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, and that, that's why I tell everybody that I grew up poor. That way, that, that way, you know, at least it skews that way to where sure. it's like we haven't had any poor whites. Yeah. in a while, you know, yeah. everybody here is from the resort or whatever. Right. But uh, but yeah, I haven't found that it's affected my booking. I I got booked zero before. And still zero. <laughs> still like, nothing, it, huh? It hasn't made a difference. I have to book myself, and I put myself in all different parts of the lineup. And yeah. uh, people are like, oh, are you headlining or hosting? Or I'm like, whatever. Depends. Whoever shows up, yeah. I'll give them some time. If there's time <laughs> for me to tell some jokes, great. Yeah. You but know. you know what? That's kind of the key. I think, uh, especially now, you know, I mean, that's... Uh, our, our mutual friend, Michael Glatzmeyer, uh, listeners know Michael, the other half of the Nearly Famous Comedy Tour. Um, we talked about this a lot. Obviously, we have a lot of, a lot of together time. Uh, and one of the things we've <laughs> talked about a lot, and as you're well aware, you know, we just started kind of going out and producing our own shows. And I really think right. for I well, I on one hand, I say I encourage comics to on the other hand, I say don't fucking do it because then I'm going to lose a show. Uh, but, right, right. <laughs> but it's it's kind of the way to go. Um, you can just kind of have control. I mean, granted, you're not going to you know, you're not doing clubs every night, but you can really put together strings of shows and you can, you know, make more money and really kind of do it your way. Right. Right. And and from what uh, what the part that I like about it is putting together a lineup of people that I like to watch and oh, yeah. just knowing just knowing that the people are getting their money's worth. So so if if this place is charging $20 to see these people that I've seen before and wasn't blown away by and then I charge 10 or 15 to see really good people um, then I feel like oh okay I've I've done my job here at this venue and then you kind of get tested by whether or not they ask you for another one in a month or three months or a year. Definitely. Like if they keep calling you and saying that show was so good, like, please come back. Then you feel like you're not just one of these people who's unbookable that had to create your own show so that you could have something to do, but that you actually know how to put something together. Yeah. And so, so that's what I've noticed is like, if they call back later for another one, I, I feel like that's the validation. The only validation that you need from the venue is just if they want you to come back and do it yeah. again. Yeah, because it's that know, second date making thing. Making money and having a good time. Yeah, it's that second date thing. You know, I mean, <laughs> getting a first date is is something. Getting being able to get that second date that really says it all right there. So, right, you know, right. I mean, I, we've all seen a lot of guys who go out and find, you know, scrounge up some room to put together a show. And it's like, oh, yeah, like there's a lot of guys who I've seen. I'm like, yeah, I've seen you do a lot of shows uh, once. 
at a lot right. of places. <laughs> never a place right. twice. Why is that? Right. You know, right. Right. Uh, just too much of a rambling man. Got to move along, <laughs> you know, just getting down, down the dusty trail. <laughs> It's like, no, nah, man, right, you're, right. You're, you're still the same 60 square mile radius. You just, you, right. you're running out of uh, uh, corner stores to hit up here. Right, right, right. And when uh, when I go, like if I do a corporate show and then they call me again later, um, like that feels really good because you're just so low on that and you got that out of, you know, whatever luck happened that yeah. time where they called you. I had a, COVID, before COVID, I had a corporate show and then they called me during COVID to do one over Zoom. Um, and so it feels good that they're like, you know, either they're lazy and don't want to find somebody new or they liked you enough to have you back. And so that's a good feeling too. Like besides, like I think a club, like what um, Jokers was doing before COVID was pretty much copy and paste. So if you worked there in 2017 and you weren't, awful then yeah. you could work there in 2018 and yeah. 2019 and like they uh, would just yeah copy i get and bookings paste. every year i get it yeah uh, they would, they would not just go, terrible <laughs> yeah if we don't have to change anything and let anybody else new in like let's just move them over copy 2718 and yeah you know 2018 2017 like keep it all the same because there's no reason to change it yeah the crowds aren't getting huge for anybody and you know they didn't blow it when they had their weekend there so yeah copy and paste well and so so you know some of the club stuff you're just like well i didn't botch it like i had a i had a casino show and there was i think four people at the show um <laughs> at uh what was muckle shoot casino oh yeah okay mm -hmm. oregon and you go and it's a free show for anybody who lost at the casino right <laughs> they go in and they sit there those four people and it was me and the feature act and like we go and we muddle through this show in front of four people and uh, they're vacuuming during the show and stuff and uh, and then <laughs> so the next day i had another show for that same booker at a different casino about two two hours away or something and he called and he goes what's up with last night's show? I heard it was the worst one they've ever had. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> well, there was four people there, but that's what he tells me the worst show they ever had. Yeah. And, uh, and then, uh, like six months later, I get an email from him. Hey, are you available to do the muckle shoot casino? Again? <laughs> <laughs> like, Oh yeah. You forget that you called me and told me it was the worst show they've ever had. Right. Yeah. But, like you, like, what are you judging it on? You know? Right. How is it worst show? Because there are four people. I mean, that's not, your fault it's not like you i mean it's a casino those are a craft shoot i right, i've right. Ne i've never done a great casino gig you know right, right. i mean they're always because like you said these people are not they're meandering through they're not necessarily there for comedy they just happen to be right. in the bar when the comedy starts right, um right. you know i i did a, a wild horse one time and there was right. It was during it was a couple of years ago when the Blazers happened to make a deep run into the playoffs. Um, and I mean, I'm not even headlining. I'm the feature act and I'm the first guy right. there. And the bartender's like, it's like pretty light. And everyone who's in there is like watching the game. And right. he, he asked me, he goes, you think we should uh, uh, wait and back comedy <laughs> up and start it like at halftime of the game? And I'm like. I don't fucking know. I'm like, this isn't my call, dude. Like, I'm not even the headliner of this show. Uh, I'm just, you know, like, like I'm, I'm glad. I'm just happy I got a room to stay tonight. And, right, and, right, right. Uh, he ends up like 
waiting a little bit, like 10 minutes into the game. And then there's, then there were just like, or like, Oh great. As soon as this game starts now, let's, let's not even wait till halftime. Let's wait when people are super invested immediately. Um, and it was just a nightmare. Yeah. Nobody, nobody was cared. People were mad. A lot of people just left and you know, you're like, Oh great. Okay. Right. 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 So, and then they call you. Hey, I heard you did great. <laughs> yeah, I heard you did great. Yeah, here's uh, you in do six, again next year. In six months, you want to come back? <laughs> I, I guess, man. I got a good breakfast buffet. <laughs> uh, <laughs> fuck it, uh, you know. Yeah, I, I went to one and they gave me a, a food voucher before the show, like you know, half an hour before the show. The show starts. Do the show. I go, where can I use this food voucher? And they go, at the buffet. And I was like, cool. And they go, it closed. I was like, fantastic. Thank yeah. you. Thanks for the food voucher. Awesome. <laughs> can I, All right. Yeah. Can I exchange this for gas money to fucking drive home? Uh, <laughs> right. The only casinos that like close shit at eight o'clock at night. You're like, how long's a casino open? Oh, 24 hours. Yeah. But all of our restaurants and food, <laughs> the bar yeah, well, and the food. That all stops at eight. Well, we, got, we got kids. They want to break you down and make you feel desperate. You know, in the middle of the night, you, you're you're just hopped up on coffee and whatever drugs you brought with you. You're just chain smoking cigarettes and you can't even get a fucking graham cracker to try to, like, get your blood sugar down. You're like, just 20 more dollars. I think I can even out and finally go get a egg McMuffin down the road. Uh, you know? Yeah, casino gigs are great. I like it. <laughs> yeah, they're great. <laughs> After shitting on them. I, well, what I, I mean, facetiously great. What I like about them is when they they give you things like the the voucher for food or something. And right. But it's all, uh, there's a lot of uh, regulations, like the long list of things they tell you it's not good for. <laughs> You're kind of like, oh, so what What can I get? So I just eat the fucking jello that people throw, <laughs> like, like th- when they're the, the the lettuce that people are trying to get out of the bowl and they drop in the ice that's in between the bowls of shit, you can eat that. Like what that's yours. you know, you're like, what is this good for? Like, yeah, you can't have you can have uh cocktails, but you can only have uh uh you, you know, whatever well uh liquor and only brown liquors, unless it's a Friday, then clear and also uh, we have wine but only Manischewitz. And you're like, what the fuck? Just what do I <laughs> What can I have? Can I get, you know? What is this bingo game I'm trying to win at here? Yeah. I have to, things have to line up perfectly for me to get a meal. Right. Yeah. Ah. yeah the, uh, but, and, and they're always one nighters on like a weird night. Like, like, you know, it's never like, you know, a great setup to where yeah. the venue care. Cause the casino they're they're already making money. So they're not like, we got to push, ticket sales to yeah. really like bring in the bread during the, the like people are already throwing thousands of dollars at them yeah. every hour uh, <laughs> just to be in their building <laughs> so they're like do you think they care about selling seven more ten dollar tickets to comedy or free tickets for most of them yeah uh, yes yeah nobody nobody cares casino it's a it's a wild it is so interesting the uh, the disparity of you know the spectrum of venues you perform at in comedy whereas you're like oh this is a i'm at a uh bar in front of seven people or i'm you know i'm in this venue that used to be a church 
and right, uh, right. they take <laughs> they take donations, and then everyone who uh, uh, is there has to you know vacuum afterwards right. for coming to the show. <laughs> Right. Including cemetery inc- now. Yeah, including the fucking comics. Uh, <laughs> and then there's like, oh, yeah, there's theater for 2,000 people. And you're like, Jesus, right. and everything in between, you know? That's... <laughs> yeah. I went, I went to uh, do a show. It was for a charity event. So I just made them pay me enough for me to make it to and from the event and not lose money. So it was yeah. like this fundraiser thing, and he kept hyping up how much advertising he was doing. And it's in a 6,000 seat theater. And I was like, cool. And then he was like, yeah, we're going to have this group there and that group there. It should be a great time. We'll just have you do half an hour of comedy. It's in this 6,000 seat theater and it's for this charity. And so I get there and there was 90 people there. It feels <laughs> real 6, empty. 6,000 seats. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, yeah the, the, uh, the wide range of like emotions you go through where like on Tuesday you do some show that you're like, man, maybe I should look into like, you know, working for Bitcoin or yeah, like that right? new Amazon building <laughs> just opened up. And then, you know, that Friday and Saturday you're doing these awesome shows where you're like, this is the only career I ever want to have. Yeah. Um, so well, yeah, it's definitely a roller coaster. Well, it's so funny. It's like the other night after a show, this guy came up and we're, we're chatting. He's like, yeah, you know, he's like, I used to do a little bit of comedy. So I, I get it. He was from Nevada. And, you know, it sounds like he's done some a couple some things. Uh, right. And, you know, you could. But he's like, yeah, man, it's, uh, you know, it's uh, it's tough out there. I'm like, yeah, it can be tough. You know, he's like, yeah, I feel for you guys. You know, yeah, I got no uh, uh, no money just sleeping in your car, just broke all the time. I'm like <laughs> and I'm like, I mean, I do OK, man. Like, I, you know, I make a living at this. You know, I'm, I've got a house and a car right. and i always have a roof over my head uh and he's like yeah you know it's tough and he i'm like i'm he's like yeah he's like you're on the sidewalk yeah and he just like kept keeps digging in i'm like well yeah it can be it can be tough but you know we're you know lucky we're lucky we got out there and we started doing this and it seems to work out he's like yeah don't worry keep your head up kid something will come up and i'm just like man i feel what is going on I'm like i feel like things are i i don't feel that bad about the way this is going actually i mean it's, it's i i'm definitely not making six figures a year doing this but right, right, right. this is my only job and i seem to be you know it's like i it works so uh yeah it's an odd i'm just like he's like yeah yeah you you know you'll you'll, you'll make you know you can be all right thanks man. i have i've had shows where um where i'll do the show i feel pretty good about it it went good all my bits worked at least on some level and you do the show you're up there 30 minutes 45 minutes an hour whatever you're up there and you do it and you feel like oh this went pretty well and then somebody will come up to me after the show and go i'm sorry you had to go through that man yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> Were we at the same show? I was happy I went through that. What? Like, am I that delusional? Yeah. Like, to where I thought I heard joy and fun and laughter and I wasn't hearing that? Yeah, that, that you can't win them all. Yeah. Yeah, maybe next. You get them next time. You're like, what? Yeah. I thought I got them this time. <laughs> What's this? <laughs> Apparently, yeah, I don't know what. Tape. Yeah, I don't know what right. getting them is. Uh, this, I thought I had them. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah, I had them over and over and waves of laughter. No, <laughs> that's not what you saw. Oh, the uh... as soon as somebody has banter with you from the crowd, the crowd, some people in the crowd, I think that's what it is. As soon as you have some sort of interaction where you're like, hey, where are you from, bud? Oh, really? They let you in here and you have some sort of back and forth. 
and uh, and then somebody in the crowd is just going, "Oh man, this is going horrible for yeah, him." Yeah, he's uh, he's diving into crowd work already. That, that ten <laughs> seconds that you like talk to somebody who spilled their drink at the table, like uh, they they're like, "Oh, this is one of his hell gigs." He must go yeah. on about. You know? <laughs> yeah, he's gonna remember. This is gonna haunt him. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, I had a guy a while back at a, at a show in Montana, and I, uh, you know. I, I tend to to push a little in my comedy. Yeah. I like to push a little bit, and I, I have some religious material. Um, I'm known to, uh, you know, be unfavorable to Catholics mostly, uh, just because I grew up <laughs> Catholic. So that's what I right. talk about. Right. And um, I, ha- I I said this. I had this bit. And, you know, I mean, I, I was surprised, actually, because the show was in kind of central Montana. There's a bunch of older white people. And I'm like, I'll put I'll see, you know, start dipping in and see how far I can go. And they right. were like on board with all of it. And, and it was right, like, right. go. And I'm like, this is going surprisingly well. Like there was <laughs> there was an old lady in the corner who I kept looking at o- over at. And I'm like, that looks like my grandma. And she is like dying laughing. There's no way this is going this well. <laughs> and then after the show, this guy comes up and he's like, hey, man, I just I'm like can I give you a piece of advice? And I'm like, I wish you wouldn't, uh, but you're gonna. So what? And he goes, uh, he goes, you know, you're, you're, you're in the West here. You just, uh, shouldn't make fun of God. And I go, well, uh, I never made fun of God. Uh, I just made fun of priests who fuck kids who believe in God. Uh, I didn't believe, I I never made fun of God actually. And he goes, he goes, yeah, yeah, well, you know, yeah, you know, I, I think that's where you lost the crowd. And I'm like, I don't think so, man. I think the crowd was having a lot of fun. I go, you may not have liked it. And he goes, I'll tell you what. He goes, that stuff you did about making fun of Mexicans, that was funny. You should do more of that. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, so fuck Mexicans, but like, don't make fun of God. Got it, dude. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so it's just one of those where he's like, yeah, you know, when someone tries to like graft their opinion onto the whole crowd, they're like, no, everyone hated that. You're like, nah, dude, I think you just didn't like that. (laughs) They're like, yep, that's where you lost them. That's where you lost everyone. Like my, uh, uh, this is how little, this is how I kind of compare it because I feel like, uh, the people that I know and hang out with, I'm like, oh, they're pretty solid. Like they'll, they'll like give me true feedback and this and that when I, when they come to a show, and it was probably it's probably been 10 years now but my brother used to come to my shows all the time and he came to a show one weekend and then like the next weekend he was at a different show so i switched up the material um did like 20 new minutes that i was pretty sure that he hadn't heard most of yeah and uh and then i do the show and it goes good and then he's like laughing and then like after the show i said i said a lot of that was new i said did you like the new stuff and he was like oh yeah man it was funny and i said what did you have a favorite part did you like and he was just like i don't know man it was just it was just fun to like you know watch you up there and like (laughs) it was fun to be here or whatever and i'm just like oh so really people don't really like i think unless you touch on a subject that means something to them the people are just like they're never going to remember your jokes yeah they're never going to remember like exactly how you worded this thing they're just gonna go that walmart thing was funny man or that mexican thing was funny like like but that's it to them and somebody was talking about somebody's like earlier role like like when you see these people like jj walker who was on a show 40 years ago and 
everybody at his show is just like, oh, I hope he says dynamite. Yeah, he's going to do this. That's thing. who he is. Yeah. As a per- he could be like, you know, he could be he could be the next Malcolm X. He could be whoever. <laughs> like with with his he could be trying to deliver this message that's going to change the world. They'd be like, do dynamite. Yeah, do the <laughs> do, thing. Do dynamite. Well, yeah, it's like, like it's like Jim Gaffigan trying to do a show without telling the hot pocket joke. You know, it's right. like it's like everyone knows or Burt Kreischer. He has to end telling the machine, you know, right? Because right, um, right. those are like these weird signature bits, but not a lot of people have that you know and right, i right, i mean right. that's gonna be a weird that's one of the weird things too in like in you know when i talk to musicians because you know musicians people come to hear the songs they love of yours right. but but no one for comics no one comes really they come because you're fun if they know you they come because if they come back like oh this guy's funny but right right, right they don't want to hear the same jokes every time. Cause if they hear the right. same jokes all the time, they're going to be like, this fuck, I heard you kind of heard this shit last time. You know? <laughs> I mean, all, right. Also musicians have the benefit of being able to do cover songs. Wouldn't right. it be great if you could just go up there and like do some, all right, I'm going to do some, uh, this is from uh, bigger and blacker. <laughs> and you're just like, you know, a bullet should be a million dollars. No one would shoot each other. If a bullet was a million dollars, I tell you, and you're like, you know, you can't do that. Right, know? right, right. Why can't we? Maybe that's a thing we should start, and then everybody will know us as the cover comics that go out and cover. Oh man, have you heard them do hot pockets? And because nobody's getting all the hit bits from one comic, sure. You have to like get four or five comics. Yeah, pull their hit bits, but that's why. You know, you'd be like people. one of those uh, totally music now CDs. <laughs> like if I wanted to listen to all these top forty songs and buy them all on on CDs, it cost me over three hundred dollars. <laughs> well, Timmy, now with totally cover comedy now, you can buy them all on one one <laughs> low price CD for just three payments of five ninety nine. Uh, that's yeah. where that's where like Carlos Mencia should take it. He should go. You should go instead of stealing these small time bits from comedians that are struggling going through steal the steal the hits yeah steal the hits go out there and do cosby's whole thing about childbirth do like oh, i thought you're you gonna say raping women uh <laughs> i thought that ended no, that wasn't different. one of his bits like <laughs> i don't know i think they were to do those bits that was his life he's not sharing his life yeah <laughs> <laughs> he's just telling jokes yeah you know <laughs> Mencia's out there doing Cosby's thing now sexually assaulting women <laughs> serial sexual rapist it turns out he's really committed to this little Cosby bit <laughs> he's, he, 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 can't, he, he can't see anything anymore he's blind uh, it's crazy he's he like he a method actor pants yeah. and weird sweaters everywhere yeah. he's like the Daniel Day Lewis of comedians he's like a method <laughs> really just goes into the whole thing <laughs> normally i wouldn't roof you uh but unfortunately i'm trying to master cosby's comedy so one one time when i was hosting i was hosting a uh, comedy competition and uh, i told him i said i said i'm gonna, only going to tell three jokes every time i come up here because i had to go up there you know 11 times sure away. and so so i said i'm going to tell three jokes i'm going to tell a new one I'm going to tell an old one and I'm going to tell somebody else's joke. Okay. Like, and yeah. so I told one of my new jokes, I told one of my old jokes and then I told a joke. I, I think I said from a comedian who's dead. Okay. Because I was like, I don't think that a joke should die just because the comedian died. Yeah. And uh, the people seemed to 
love it and they didn't care that like i mean you know there's a certain like if you announce that you're plagiarizing at some point it's sure. like cool yeah, yeah and if yeah. you're in a you know bar in the middle of hood river oregon or something nobody's gonna care but but yeah it is a weird it's a weird art form to um kind of nitpick because like i've heard a comedian tell me that he wasn't gonna do this bit that he has about alpacas because he heard that there's another comedian that tells jokes about alpacas and i'm like that's not what they mean by yeah stealing material like like the world you can joke about anything in the world just just try to like be yourself about it i guess like i i when i went um to my last couple of shows i talked about um, during the pandemic i finished netflix yeah and uh <laughs> i'm sure other comedians have probably said something similar but i but i have you know a train of thought that goes with it and how the pandemic got so bad that i started watching hulu and hulu <laughs> has commercials and like i have this whole thing about finishing netflix and i talk about shows that i saw on there and uh and like but i'm not sitting back going oh i wonder if other comedians are joking about netflix or yeah yeah whatever. like like it's you're just in the same world as everybody else if a comedian if every comedian who ever told uh, their bits about being in an airplane yeah or, having sex like what are you crossing them off a list and just going nope there's another comedian that. that talks about that yeah i guess all i can talk about is unicorn bursts <laughs> are fucking, right, right. yeah 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 fucking giant squids are real right that's wacky i don't have a <laughs> so lot of to say about wacky. that um yeah i mean it's like every comedian has bit has like comedy about traveling because like that's 80% of your job is traveling. Right. Like, of right. course, you're, of course you're going to find a lot of material in traveling. So it's like, what do we right. just not talk about? Tra or like a lot of us are parents. The ones that aren't parents don't want kids. So you fall in <laughs> one of two categories. So you're like, and some parents don't want kids. So like, you know, <laughs> you're, right, right. you're, you're probably going to talk about that. We all are in relationships or, or, right. or bad at them probably because we're comics. Like it's like, right. You know, there's just things where that are ubiquitous with comedy and that lifestyle. So, of course, right. a lot of that. And, you know, we all own alpacas. So, of course, we all have a little bit. Right. I mean, mine are Afghani, not, uh, you oh, know, not Saudi Arabian nice. alpacas. I'm ex <laughs> I like the exotic ones. They're a little more expensive. <laughs> a little need a little more expensive conditioner for their hair, but they're, they're worth it. Um, oh, you shampoo them. Okay. Yeah, I shampoo them. Uh, I wasn't sure how... Uh, somebody washed an alpaca you shampoo them and blow dry them out man you should see them puff, that puff up afterwards man it's like a it's like an 80s hair band um yeah it's you know i mean you can't you can't just ex expect people to you know i've had people you know ha think of a joke and they're like oh i think someone does something like that or set, talks about that i'm like yeah every everything's been talked about you know right. literally right. everything you just kind of got to have your make yours your own right right I feel I feel like uh, we should solve some of the world's issues during your episode here. Like, I don't know. Is there because what I love is that there's comedians who have come up with things that I think would actually work like as a solution on some level to some of the society problems. Oh, OK, like, like I heard a comedian the other day. Uh, he shared a clip where he talked about about sending scared kids overseas to fight in war right okay and he said 
He said, "What are you doing?" Yeah, we did that for these... twenty years, from two thousand, uh, from two thousand one till like eight months ago. <laughs> right, right. He said, he said, he said, "What are we doing? Taking these kids that have their whole life ahead of them and sending them around the world to go and fight in a war they know nothing about when we have this completely buff prison population that's dying to go somewhere?" Yeah, <laughs> he said. He said, "Here's what you do: you let them go." And you t- and you give them weapons, and then you say, "Go lock this place down." And once you're done, it's yours. Yeah, you get like, to he's stay. It's like, <laughs> like just take what you want, but <laughs> you... don't like don't come back here. <laughs> yeah, and, and like like I mean, it's a hilarious solution, but but it's also like it's it's one of those things where every once in a while you hear a little bit of like a true thing where you just go, "Oh, maybe we should examine." how we're handling you know sending an 18 year old kid to war zones um, you can just say how, you can how just bad say the of middle an east. idea that is you right. can just say the middle east there's not other there's not many other war zones we've been sending people to habitually <laughs> for no fucking reason uh since we left vietnam um <laughs> uh it's not like it's not like they're going to Winnipeg, okay? <laughs> they're all going to the fucking Middle East for no goddamn reason. <laughs> you know, I just I just didn't know if it was PC to still say Middle East. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't know. I mean, if it's that like one's a, been. I mean, well, it's like uh, you know, I I don't know. I, I have Iraq, Afghanistan. Where else are they? There's Syria. They're going all over over there. We got people. Yeah. I mean, I guess they're all back now i'm jealous of their travel schedule like i wish i was hitting all the major yeah i wish my dates were that busy (laughs) cobble in the summer (laughs) do do tell Uh, (laughs) who books that yeah yeah do you have the email for that guy uh um because i was talking to my 11 year old today about the pledge of allegiance because she in school she's learning spanish ever since kindergarten and so now she's in the sixth grade and so she's pretty fluent in spanish and mm-hmm. talking about learning the pledge of allegiance in english this yeah. year um and uh, and i told her i said it's weird that we even make kids do the pledge of allegiance i said because you're you're asking someone who knows nothing about the country they live in yeah. to pledge their allegiance to that country and she's like what do i not know about the country it's pretty <laughs> cool and i go well well sweetie and so I told her about, you know, some of the major bullet points about some of the major smallpox points. And uh, I covered some of the things and I just said, so it's really weird. She goes, it's like they want us to love the country before we're a grown up and before we understand the country. And I was like, yeah. hey, you're pretty smart. Dude. Yeah, it's almost like they're indoctrinating us into their cult and brainwashing <laughs> us to make sure we're just a cog in their wheel and don't ask a lot of questions. What? No way! Shut up! That sounds crazy. Now, now, get your tinfoil hat off there, lady. Your little sixth grade, your your little uh, sixth grader's been listening to too much. Uh, what's his name? Sam Miller and NPR. Uh, yeah, too much NPR. <laughs> well, I told her. I said, uh, but it's. I said, what's really weird is that teachers and uh, principals and. Uh, you know, all the at the school know the history. Oh, 
it says my internet connection is unstable. Oh no, it's unstable. Your internet connection, uh, your internet connection is just like all my exes. Um, Oh, yeah. I told her. I said, I said it's weird to talk about country and to ask you to pledge your allegiance to it when all your teachers and all the faculty know at least some of the history of the United States. And they're like, yeah, I think it's a good idea. We continue to ask 11 year olds all the way down to fetching them about the country. And I tried to like do this material that I have about this topic at a winery. And like, <laughs> I've never been booed so hard, like after killing the heart. Like, you know what I mean? I felt comfortable enough at the level that I had them at. But I was like, I'm going to into this stuff and it didn't it, it, it didn't it didn't go yeah i mean that's uh it, it is funny how few well you know what part of the problem is i think is so few people i think a lot of people don't actually know some of the history like if you like a lot of people when you start talking about things that like the reality behind christopher columbus and his little adventure right. people are like wait what happened you're like bro right. you're 57 years old <laughs> Like do you, do you How fucking did you not pick yeah. up any of this? Yeah, I get it. The internet's hard, but you at least have the History <laughs> Channel. Like, what the fuck are you doing right now? Like, you you haven't heard? He was kind of an asshole. Like, you know, it's it it is appalling. How few and and the idea that we still teach kids this fake version of history, you know, and then eventually right. they have to learn. That's the crazy thing to me is like, eventually they're gonna, they're gonna figure it out. You know, they're gonna, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, like they're gonna learn eventually, you know, the, um, cause there's nothing hidden from people anymore. You know, before it was just like, Hey, whatever the, the encyclopedia Britannica says is what's real. Um, right. And now everyone knows, you know, you, you can have the internet. Um, so they're going to find out. And once they find out, don't you think those kids are going to look back? Like, isn't your daughter going to look back and be like, well, what else are those assholes lying to me about? You know, right. what, what of that? Right. Yeah. Is two plus two, four? I don't know. Right. You hurt right. me. I don't trust you anymore. Right. Right. And and what I don't like about uh, the fact that you're saying like, none of this information is in because they're telling the truth everywhere. You hope that they pick up on some of it. But to me, fear is telling a thousand other people and go, oh, that's just a conspiracy theory that that person has. Oh, man, you're breaking up real, real bad here. Uh, hey, are you? Uh, uh, let's see. Sorry, you're. Uh, yeah, you're. You're. Uh, maybe the government is uh, no, throttling no, no. our internet because they don't like our conversation. They're censoring everything now. <laughs> The fucking, they're like, we, yeah, we hear you guys Damn. talking and we don't like this type of conversation. You better pledge allegiance <laughs> to the goddamn flag in the middle of this show. <laughs> Not on your knee either. Stand up like a goddamn patriot. Uh, <laughs> the peaceful protest. Yeah. Like, yeah. But yeah, yeah uh, like, like it feels like everybody telling the truth. There's somebody out there who's going, that's just a conspiracy theory that they made up. And just go, no, the sun is hot. I'm pretty sure the sun is hot. Yeah, yeah. But everybody's, everybody's, well, yeah, they're tell, been telling you for years the sun is hot. Yeah. You're just like, <laughs> no, I don't know if I maybe. believe it or not. Uh, <laughs> shit, the, uh, shit, I'm, tr do you, th maybe we should, uh, we might try to reboot this, man. I'm, uh, you're, uh, 
you're just dragging real bad. It's robot voice and in, uh, in in there. So I want to make oh. sure we can get uh, get a clean version of you here, so we can make sure everyone can hear you. Um, so you want me? Let me even uh, read later. Yeah, I'm gonna close it. Let's close this out, and we'll. Uh, I'll send you a new link, and let's see if we can reconnect, and maybe that'll clean it up a little. Let me. Uh, so okay. I'm gonna uh, stop this uh, recording, and we'll. Uh, I'll send you a new link, and we'll see if that helps. All right, we're back. Hello. Can, can you hear me? I think so. All right, we're back. Look at that. You're 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 moving and not robot voice anymore again. <laughs> Perfect. Internet. You got. Oh, that's a new impression that I'm doing. You should have told me that that's all it was. <laughs> it's uh, it's all that radiation from Hanford over there in Tri Cities, man. That just uh, <laughs> Hanford radiation. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> we're we're gonna talk about police brutality, and violence against Asian people and transgender. Like, let's just talk about all of it. Okay. I aliens. usually do aliens. Uh, let's. Uh, well, wait, I, wait, wait. We have to clarify. I mean, aliens from outer space. Oh, like, okay, not illegal aliens. Right, because I don't feel. I feel like it's super weird what humans have done to like. To like land, because my wife, she's a smart one. Out of the two. <laughs> well, of she us. she landed she, you, so I mean, she's got. She's, she told me. She told me when we got together, she she made some reference to something called Pangea. Yeah. And I said, what's that? And oh. she was like, she's like, you're joking. I was like, no, what is this? I never heard of this. And she's like, oh, all the continents used to just be one big landmass. Well, I was like, no, never heard of that. I never <laughs> read that like, in the Bible. Yeah, not <laughs> according like, to Jesus, lady. You better like, quit your sinning. And and then later I'm watching some documentary about volcanoes, and uh, and the way that the Earth moves this much every year, yeah. like the land masses move, and that eventually they said on this documentary that it would be all together again. And I said that's going to be really awkward. Like wow. I mean, it's going to be a while from now. But sure. I'm like, what it reminds me of, like all this warring from one continent to the next, all these wars, Middle East. And yeah. <laughs> uh, all that. of that, like I said, if if all of the land ends up together again, I said, it reminds me of when you're like honking at somebody and you go to pass them <laughs> on the highway and then you end up at the same like, red oh, light together. Hey, I was kidding about that <laughs> middle like, finger. But when you know, I said, fuck your mother back there. Totally kidding. Your mother's a dear, dear woman. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I said, it's going to be weird when we're neighbors again. Right. You know, maybe you Sarah know. Palin wasn't lying when she said she could see <laughs> Russia from her backyard. It's coming towards her. It's coming in hot. She's like, I can, I can see it. Turns out she was right. We laughed at her. That bitch was right. <laughs> we all thought she was the dumb one. Well, egg on our face. Sarah Palin predicted Pangea coming back together. Uh, is have it, you you'd heard of Pangea in school? Not in school. Um, oh, see, isn't that is that some weird shit that I never heard about it in school and you never heard about it in school? Yeah. Well, okay. To be fair, should, should, to say, I don't know if I ever they ever talked about it in school. Uh, I don't remember much of school. To be honest with you, I didn't go to a lot of school, <laughs> Kessler. I I stopped going to school. Literally, I dropped out of school in the middle of eighth grade. So. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know if, and I, you know, before that it was just a lot of <laughs> drugs and alcohol. And before that it was a lot of repressed memories. So, you know, okay. Uh, I don't okay. remember Pangea being talked about. 
in, in the third grade when I, the last time i listened in the third grade yeah in between playing the recorder and lunch uh you know, trying to fig- shit. yeah trying to figure out <laughs> <laughs> You're like I was tired of the secrets and the lies. Yeah. I was six. I was tired of it. Yeah, I, I, I'm like I'm not playing hot cross buns again until you tell me about this supercontinent. I know you're hiding under there, and Atlantis was part of it. You fucking liars. Uh, the <laughs> what I love, what I love is like if you took you in any room in Montana, Oregon, Idaho, wherever you're doing your show. Yeah. Like. If this whole dropout in the middle of eighth grade story, if that was a real thing, like it's weird because now you walk into those rooms and can you imagine walking into any of those rooms and not being one of the like 25% that's like the sm- of the smarter people in the room? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like, because, because of your travel and because of the career that you've chosen, like, most of those rooms that you walk into, you're going to be in the top 25% of, you know, knowledgeable people in that room. Sure. I like to think so. Right. <laughs> and and if you opened up the show by going, hi, guys. I, I'm just a Mexican with a GED, man. <laughs> I didn't finish <laughs> the eighth grade. Yeah, how's that make you guys feel? Uh, yeah, yeah. I didn't, I didn't go to high school. Uh, you're still paying off your college debt. Right. Uh, and stuffing it to the same broad you have been since you were 16. Uh, and I know what Pangea is. You guys ever hear of that shit? <laughs> yeah, you're like, that's that place with the great sandwiches and soup. I love their bread. Uh, <laughs> this place is the best. We got a, We got one up in Dixon. We, <laughs> we just got one next to the stop yeah. sign they just put up. Yeah, We didn't have that before. <laughs> oh, yeah, Pangea? I love their turkey. Uh, <laughs> that uh, yeah. Well, I was a weird kid. I mean, I was a weird kid for a lot of reasons. But yeah, I didn't. I didn't go to school, but also I was like a big reader. I love to independent. I mean, I used to read the dictionary for fun. I might be autistic. Um, <laughs> I did. I did. I used to read the dictionary for fun. Uh, in like the thesaurus, just because I was like I'm a writer by trade. That's how I actually ended up into comedy. But like I, uh, uh, I liked words. So I was just right. like trying to figure out new words and new ways to say things and stuff. Right, right. No. And and do you feel like as an adult that it's like like been I don't know, I guess kind of different to not have that. Like a lot of people they base their life after high school on what they did in high school yeah. or college and like to not have that experience like do you feel like it's helped you like to be more open to like the other things that life has to offer other than going oh i was you know a varsity football player or yeah. i ran track in school or whatever like because a lot of people get that identity where they're like i was in the band and then i started a band after school or whatever yeah like like to not have that well like it box to put yourself in do you think that's made you like like that's helped you be more on the creative side of things than most i would think so well i i think uh i mean i don't i I, sometimes i do lament not having that 
high school experience in ways because you know there's just things i don't relate to or don't understand um with uh you know i just never had that but i mean i still had friends who were in high school so like i was around i was always like that weird guy that like hey that's that dude that sells drugs that like jeff hangs out with you know and he like has he just drives up and he's like shouldn't you be in school like nah dog uh i quit all that a couple years ago (laughs) but uh but it was you know when everyone was doing that i kind of moved on to like the next part of life like i was traveling and because i moved down to my parents house when i was like 15 and a half also like i was in the middle of eighth grade and i just dropped out and left my parents house so i like right was doing my own thing and I had a car and I was driving. So I just started like being an adult, but I didn't have adult supervision, but I was like making money. uh, So I would just go wherever I wanted. I mean, like I just go and like, I would be like, I'm going to leave for two months and I would just drive around America and like go to new towns and meet people and have these experiences. So I really had these crazy, uh, just really, really like life altering experiences at a, at a young age that were very, right. you know, and, and, um, things that I never, you know, most people like my age would be like, you were doing what you talked to who and did where and like, <laughs> like, you know, right. and I'm like, I, they were just normal to me. And I was just so open to like, ex- I, I'm very into experiences in life. So I just right, kind of, right. yeah, I do think that benefited me. Uh, do you do you recommend that I do that with my kids? Like, yeah, just emancipate give them a the car shit out at of fifteen them. and let them let them go free. Yeah, just send like, them on their way. Pin a pin a twenty on their collar and slap them on the butt and like, yeah, go on, get. Uh, I'll make sure I'll make sure they call me every morning and do the pledge of allegiance. <laughs> as long as you're still pledging allegiance to this great country of ours, you'll be fine. Yeah, just you know, every time you feel like you're in trouble, just salute just and be like. Pledge on amber waves of grain and someone a bald eagle swoops down and picks you up and gets you off to safety he'll take take you to trump plaza yeah take you to trump tower feed you boiled eggs made of gold uh or fucking whatever i don't fucking (laughs) over there uh Yeah, but I do recommend anyone get rid of their kids as soon as possible. Uh, so, yeah, I guess I think you should just ditch those bitches. I don't know what you're doing waiting. <laughs> I'm 15. Hey, here's some keys. I've heard it works out. Get out of here. Yeah, one, 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 one guy told me. <laughs> That's all I really need. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like I don't need a focus group and all this. Cause, no. Because they've lied to us for so long. That's right. Like that. That's what's funny is you can take any topic – and just go, they've lied to us for so long. I heard somebody today, it was on a, on a podcast I was watching, uh, them do their live recording thing. And he was talking about how, like, fake news and people don't want to trust the news nowadays. Yeah. But, but I read things and it hasn't changed. It's not like back in the early days of news, people weren't believing that shit either. Yeah, sure. And so, so you know, when they when they skew it to whatever their agenda is, they just they mess up by just going, oh, they're just gonna trust whatever we put out there. And so, back in the twenties and thirties, and whenever Mark Twain was around, like, <laughs> yeah, well, I, that sounds right. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> whenever Mark Twain was around, he was like, no, you can't trust the press. You yeah. know what I mean? And. Like, I think as soon as they made the press, 
they were like, yeah, you can't trust anything they put out on that thing. It's like, you know? they, yeah, we just made it yesterday, Mark. Like, right. And they're like, yeah, still, I don't trust that shit. That's just witch, witchcraft, first of all. Mary you know? had a little lamb? No, she didn't. Yeah, I, I knew Mary. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was a goat. They're like, okay, fine. Well, we sold a lot of copies. Yeah, we sold a lot of copies. <laughs> That's what's important. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's the, the I think the yeah, they, I guess the mistrust of the media. Uh, people say they did some poll and it's like uh, 80% of people like, yeah, I don't trust that shit. But right. also a lot of people watch the news. I'm like, what do you right. what do you you don't do you watch it just to be like, nah, you know, I mean, right. like, what are you watching right. then? Why are right. you even keeping up? Right. Because our numbers should fall off if if nobody trusts it, like, like when, um, when you watch wrestling and maybe it's the same thing because people call wrestling fake. Like if you're talking WWE or yeah. WWF back in the day, like when people would hit another person with a chair and they would like throw people out of the ring and all this. And they're like, Oh, it's all a staged show. Yeah. It's fake. And so they already determined who's the winner going to be and how's this going to play out. Uh, but people still would watch it. And so maybe it's the same sort of thinking where it's like, yeah, we know it's just a show that they're putting on. Yeah. But from what I've I've read a few things about it where it's um, people are mad about how their lives turned out. Mm -hmm. And so they want to watch somebody angry at the world when they get home oh sure and so so when they can turn on megan kelly or you know any of these people and watch them yell about immigrants or yell about you know how trump won yeah in 2020 or any of these things then they feel better at you know going home and drinking their beers before another miserable day the next day. Yeah, and so it validates that made sense it. to me too. It validates it. The uh I think the thing is that people don't they don't quantify it this way, but I think they just don't they don't trust your news. Like everyone has their news, you know, whether it's Fox or CNN or I'd say MSNBC, but we're talking about news actually. <laughs> um the, uh, you know, everyone has like their Go to news. So, I go to Craigslist. Yeah, that's where I. Yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> just on Yahoo. I was uh, like, "Where's the misconnections? Misconnections." <laughs> that's where I get my news. Yeah, what do you? What do you heard? What's What's going out there with hand jobs for end tables? Um, the yeah, uh, uh, you know, I mean, I don't. The, people just don't trust that because you know everyone who's like, oh, I don't trust the news, but then they're always quoting. Fox News or they're quoting Don Lemon and you're like, you know, OK, well, which one is it? Do you not trust him or you just don't trust the one that's not your news? You know, that's, right, right. you know, so it's like they're all lying to you. It's just a matter of if they're going to lie to you and make to, to make you agree with them. You right. know, it's not you right. know, the, it's like the uh, you got to kind of go. What I always do is like I go to I go to places like just go to the AP or I go to like Al Jazeera or BB, BBC because, you know, those the places that are not American, they're like right. they don't have an agenda at that point. You know, they're just right. like we're just reporting 
what dumb Americans are doing. Uh, right. You know. Right. Uh, uh, yeah, I've been I've been to Canada for a few different corporate events, and I'll watch TV in the room in Canada and just hear what they're talking about, and I'm like. This isn't skewed one way or another. It doesn't yeah. seem. It, it Who seems am I like supposed just to be mad saying, at? <laughs> yeah, they're just saying what happened, and it's kind of not a show. Like, it's just, wow, this kind of just, like, them telling you there was a fire today in this yeah. part of the world or whatever. Um, but, yeah, and I've also uh, read that, uh, like, people... Like, not only do they want that thing to be angry about or to be able to agree with Bill O'Reilly or, you know, whoever it is. What's the Rush Limbaugh? Like, people yeah. like that. They just want to, like, be angry and get everybody all puffed up. Um, but just that people tend to think it's other people being fooled by the news. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So they, they tend to think that they're the smart one who's not going to fall for it. But everybody else out there, they're probably falling for this. Right? Can you believe and these I guys? That was really interesting. <laughs> yeah, I, that that that's that's kind of it exactly. You know, they're like they just uh, they've got their thing, and again, that you know, when they hear that, they're like, yeah, that's totally true. But everything else, like, it's nuts. These right. people, like, you right. believe that shit. So right. So so how do you how do you fix it? Do you, um, like. Like that, that was what I was always thinking about, like the presidency, like people running for president. I always said you have to be like, like sick, because even if let, let's say you were at a school and they were trying to elect a student council president, you yeah. don't want the person who wants to be student council president is not the person you want to be. Oh, yeah. The pre you you want it to be you, when the kid fell out of the wheelchair and the person rushed over to help them get back up into the wheelchair that's who you want right to be your student council president you don't want the kid who shows up to fifth grade in a tie you're like yeah no, he's not our leader yeah what do you wear he has a, tie a tie and for? a button-up shirt yeah, yeah. You're in fifth grade uh, uh, no no i want kathy she helped the boy back into the wheelchair that felt remember yeah like that's who we want and so that's what i thought about like the presidency like that it's almost like no let's just pick from everybody don't make candidates anymore. Just go, okay, I pick The Rock or Oprah yeah. or, like, whatever. And you just go, go. maybe enough. It's going to be, like, pretty close. <laughs> like, oh, look, Carrot Top got 9,000 <laughs> votes. That's crazy. <laughs> That's wacky. That is crazy. Look at the, yeah. Well, I, but, think, I think the first thing, one of the first things we should do is <laughs> I think that it should be uh, – we need to we need to escape the the issue of identity politics and it's not we need to have it be like the masked singer where like the guy comes out and he's in like you know he's in like a seahorse costume right, right. and uh he's got a voice modulator and he can't tell you if he's like a democrat or republican you can't tell if it's a guy or a girl um right. you can't tell where they're from or what ethnicity they are all you do is ask them questions about policy, and this dude in a in a fucking seahorse costume will answer questions on how he feels about uh, taxing corporations. Right, right, right. And, like that's, I think that's would be my first thing. Um, right. And also, yeah, I think I think that's that's good because you know then you kind of free it up to. Uh, you know, what are they actually because I think that's the big issue. My wife, the ballots show up in our mailbox like they just did. 
ballots for November voting yeah. that you can do through the mail. Yeah. And I get them and I just go, I'm not going to learn about all the things I'd be voting on. Do you really want me voting? Yeah. I said, like, is it fair to the educated voter that I can just pull out a pencil or a pen or whatever <laughs> I and just start marking the circles just and just color going, it away? I think we're going to go with no on school funding. Yeah. I think I think that's the right choice. And they go, have you read about it? Do you know what they're asking for? Do you know what their needs are? I'm not going to. I yeah. just like marking no to shit. Like, if, they don't, <laughs> if I don't have money, I don't want them having Yeah, they money. don't deserve They've had it too good for too long, those public schools. <laughs> And and so so that that's one of the issues that I've told her because because I said I'm never going to be educated enough yeah on these issues unless I change what I care about in my life and learning about all the issues I am asked to vote about like that it's seems like a mistake it's insurmountable you it's, it's impossible yeah it's uh, the uh, Chad Daniels had a really great bit in his last special where he says that uh, what we should do is everyone, when we vote, should be forced to pick one thing from the liberal side and one thing from the conservative side. Um, so and then that's true compromise. And I'm like listening right. to it. I'm like, man, you're making a joke right now, but. That's actually pretty fucking smart because right, right, right. Because See, that, that's what I'm saying is like a lot of comedians they'll come up with some joke or bit about something and you kind of go maybe we can implement. Yeah, some this, of this. is anyone listening to this? <laughs> Congress, <laughs> right, right, Chad right. Daniels, why aren't you on the Senate floor as we speak? <laughs> right, but I mean, it's uh, like, like I used to say that I have uh, proof of an ongoing conspiracy in our government, uh, and I have it on VHS tape. But the only problem is that nobody powerful enough to help me expose them still has a VCR. <laughs> <laughs> and, and uh, but yeah, like I think a lot of those solutions, like they, they can come out in joke form, but I think a lot of times you just go, maybe that's the way forward. And my wife always will tell me, well, you know, change is slow and progress is slow. And I just go, why does it have to be? Yeah. Like if, if we realize right now, that this way of doing things is a wrong way of doing them. Why don't we stop right now and switch to a new thing? Because I'm always getting that with technology. I didn't think that pushing buttons on a phone would ever like, you know, just like that. Now it's everything's touchscreen and I can't get to push buttons anymore. Yeah. Like it's, it's all touchscreen. Right. Every option for me that just switched pretty quick. And yeah. like, why can't why can't we vote for president online? Sure. What's the holdup? Y yeah. I, ne I never used to order shit from Amazon when I was a kid. You went to Kmart. Yeah. Or blue light special, baby. Yeah. Uh, the <laughs> but now we order everything from Amazon because that's a much better way of doing things. Yeah. It's more efficient. Yeah. And you get the selection from around the world. You don't just get one of three blue shirts. They have a thousand blue shirts. Yeah. And a thousand different styles of them and it's better and you just go well what if we gave everybody the ability to vote online and you don't care if they're black or white or what part of the country they live in right or abolish the what is it called the electoral college yeah because if you if you want to tell us that in washington our vote counts you're gonna have to convince me 
by making this one of the states that they ever talk about past the first hour right yeah 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 presidential election results they're like oh also in washington we've got their votes <laughs> in but whatever we're probably won't even count them. nobody gives a shit yeah. who wins washington they go what what happened in the important states back to you yeah <laughs> and we're you still know? counting arizona why is that one so fucking important arizona sucks why are you fucking the big deal, Arizona? Right? New Hampshire? Right. You're fucking, uh, you're smaller than Spokane <laughs> County. Why are you even, no one, I don't know anyone that lives there. Just a bunch, there's, there's just fucking honeybees and a goddamn badger. That what are, How many votes do these people have? They're like, yeah, New Hampshire, there's 18 people, but they have 147 electoral college votes. It's crazy. We have yeah, a great I, system that we created by syphilin list brain-ridden racists 150 years ago. Let's stick to this forever without nuance i hate hate that we know (laughs) that there's shitty systems in place in different parts of the culture and they just go maybe we should talk about this for another 150 (laughs) years before we actually make a change maybe try online voting see if it gets hacked by the russians if it does (laughs) we'll go back to the paper yeah putin's president well this seems (laughs) this there's nothing fishy about this Uh, it, but you know, it's, it's like D's nuts is winning in Oregon. <laughs> just, oh damn it! Yeah. We shouldn't have left the write-in ballot an yeah. option. But you know, it's the same reason that they still do the Pledge of Allegiance, and it's the same reason that baseball is still broadcast on TV because it's the American way. It's an American path. Yeah, it sucks. Nobody right. cares. It's bullshit. But people are like this is how we do it. It's like, all right, we did a lot of th- you know. We did a lot of things really poorly for a really long time. And right. you know, like you said, touch, you know, uh, fucking uh, smartphones. Now that's a thing right. we have. We can. So let's uh, let's switch it up a little, man. Yeah. Right. Right. Because uh, but this sort of thing makes me realize why I could never have a day job again, because I'll walk into some place. And within a week, I'm just like, this process here doesn't make any sense why yeah. we're doing this when this over here is the important thing, or it seems to be, and then have everybody just go, well, that's the way we do it. Yeah. And you just go, well, I can't, I can't deal with that yeah. mentally. Like, I can't, like, like you don't just keep shitting the bed on important thing. I, I don't think you're supposed to, I think like, like, you know, progress is slow for different movements and different reasons. But like sometimes like with the phone shit, it doesn't have to be. If technology is going to move that fast, maybe some other things should move fast. Yeah, we can do it. We just, you know, why they don't is because it would ruin the system that the people in power have created. You know, it would actually empower the people. And that's like the last thing they want is the people to actually right. be empowered and choose the way we choose. I mean, because like you said, we could all we could all vote online and we could really all our votes would actually matter then. Like you could right. literally you, have a true popular vote. Right. Yeah. I think, I think like, like to me, it tells a better story to have a popular vote be the winner than it does to go. New Hampshire did this, Arizona did that, California, New York, because you're just, you're telling everybody else yours doesn't really make a difference because you're only worth three, you're worth 10, you're worth 40. Yeah. And it, it's just, it's hard to comprehend that density of population versus 
every vote being equal because it doesn't make it equal. Yeah. Like, and so it's a really odd system to go, well, she got 60 million. He got 57 million. He's the president because he got the right 57 million. Yeah. We're not picking briefcases on deal or no deal. <laughs> we're, we're voting and 3 million more people picked her than him. How does that equate to going, well, they were in the wrong states? Yeah, they just, you know, it, they shouldn't have been born in Iowa. Or I guess Iowa's <laughs> one of the ones that counts for some reason always. Right, right. Now, right why does right. Iowa count? Iowa's a shit state. <laughs> why does Iowa count? Uh, yeah. Uh, all the, all your Iowa listeners are going to be super irate. When yeah, we're, they're yeah. they're going to vote your podcast down. <laughs> I mean, they know where they live. <laughs> No one looks around <laughs> Iowa and be like, was like, listen, he said it sucks. This is nice. I mean, we've got, uh, well, I might go kill myself, actually, now that I think about it. I think it's like, there's now nothing, think about nothing it. in Iowa. It's, it's a shit state for a reason. It's in the middle. It's just a, the highway goes through there. That's it. Hey, have you have you heard of it? The, there's, a, there's a guy, I want to know if you've heard of him. Um, Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> you ever uh, heard of that guy? Jeffrey Epstein. No, I don't. Uh, it doesn't ring a bell. He sounds like a nice, upstanding citizen, though. Uh, well, let me tell you, he uh, he's not. Uh, <laughs> he died. Oh, no. Tragic. What happened? <laughs> Wait for the story. So so you know about Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, so what do you what do you think? Do you think there's a lot of Jeffrey Epstein's out there? And that they have all the money and the power in certain spots? Uh, well, I mean, in, in a sense, yes. And I mean, Je Jeffrey Epstein's an interesting because because when I think Epstein, I think fuck kid island. I don't think there's not a lot of like right. like I, I mean, he was definitely a mover and a shaker. I think he was. I think he was more of like a power broker than a than I mean, not he had money. Uh, but I think he was more of like a guy who had connections between right. people who had a lot of money and was able right. to. So, so do you think like him, like that it just kind of exposed the fact that like a lot of those powerful people were on his jet and on his island right. yeah. and all this. And I mean, they didn't know him if you ask them. Right. I just ended up on his private jet somehow. I was on his jet and I was on his aisle. I don't know yeah. the guy. Come on. Just because you're on a private jet with one guy hugging and there's an 11-year-old <laughs> girl on your lap while you're drinking Moet doesn't mean you know a guy. Yeah, right. sure, it was Christmas and we were handing each other the uh, stockings. We knitted each other with each other's names on them and the nicknames we've been using each for each other for the last 20 years. We didn't know each other. <laughs> Hollywood's crazy we, like that. Yeah conspiracy theories to say every other week i end up on a private jet with 11 year old kids and <laughs> yes it's wild men getting massages <laughs> um i mean yeah i think it did ex well that's one of those things where it's like it is amazing how quickly that just people just forgot about that and and i think it did it could it was an opportunity to i think expose a lot of things because i mean i'm i am uh, i am so definitely What's creepier, the fact that, that that story disappeared so quickly or the Las Vegas shooter story disappeared so quickly? Oh, man. Um, well, you know what's crazy about that? I think they're both uh, definitely some sort of cover-up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that, that Las Vegas sh shooter story, what's really crazy about that is 
a large number of it was some like uh fuck like 20 or so a lot and this was like two years ago it could be more by now but like a bunch of the survivors who were on the ground and and didn't and were survived and survived and and were ta- speaking out saying that there was other shooters on the ground uh mis- died under very were died under very spurious experience yeah yeah like uh very spurious circumstances uh died or killed themselves uh you know and i mean like a ton that were speaking out about it just started like dropping like flies over the years it's like huh weird why why are those people all just you know what's (laughs) the connection this was Deez's last episode before they Before I'm sorry, they... I'm bringing this shit up. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's. it's <laughs> I didn't it's, know that. That's weird shit. Yeah, and that's the type of shit that, um, you know, I mean, uh, I, I talk about it all the time. Like, I have a healthy distrust of the government, uh, right, right, and right. I definitely have a, some conspiracies. There are definitely some conspiracy theories, but the thing is, a lot of the conspiracy theories like aren't uh, theories. Like, are you familiar with like the Northwood documents? No. Okay, so in 1963, I believe it was, uh, the entire Joint Chiefs of Staff signed this uh, document called the uh, Northwood Documents, where they were going to create a false flag against Cuba so they could start a war with Cuba. Um, And uh, uh, Kennedy thought it was nuts he's like no and he 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 wouldn't sign it shot it down wouldn't do it um <laughs> bad choice of words bad sh- okay. yeah shit. he's like fuck i'd rather get sh- blasted no uh fuck he uh he's like not while i'm alive uh and um the over my dead body in texas um <laughs> so he he uh he he he's like no way wouldn't wouldn't <laughs> sign it. <laughs> no way. This is nuts. This is crazy. Uh, and um, then he uh, he uh, what? And here's what they wanted to do. And s- tell me if any of these things sound familiar to you. Uh, right. They wanted to. Um, they wanted to uh, have mass sh- start have mass shootings in public areas, specifically schools. They wanted to create uh, home uh, uh, terror in large cities, like, uh, but uh, like homegrown terror in these large cities. So, you know, like Antifa or these things that they say BLM are and stuff like that. And the, right. other, the last thing that one of the other big things they want to do is they wanted to pretend like the Cubans hijack commercial airliners and fly them into buildings. Um, Shit. So, and, you know, Kennedy, Kennedy said no. Uh, then Kennedy, <laughs> no al- way. He said, no way. No way. He said, no way. Uh, then Kennedy also went on to say that the CIA was the most corrupt organization in the history of the world. Uh, then the CIA killed Kennedy. Uh, and then we uh, um, went through, and then the Bay of Pigs happened. Um, right. So we, uh, you know, it, uh, they just did it anyway. Uh, so it's just like a crazy, well, I mean, not to that extent, but. Uh, but. But why why does it have to be so goddamn cheesy when they, like if they did this in a movie you'd be like like it would have Steven Seagal in it you know what yeah. I mean like it would <laughs> it would be like 
like you hear about it and it's mind blowing, but then you're also like, why can I follow this trail of bread crumbs right to what the fuck happens next? Because like, like they come up with a document. They say they want to do this. This guy says, no, they kill this guy. Like if this was yeah. the plot of a movie, you'd be like, fuck surprise me yeah like, where's the where's the, the m night Shyamalan <laughs> twist you know but throw me a curveball don't right. don't lead me directly to okay so let me guess the guy that said no way like that <laughs> yeah. guy's done yeah. for you right? mean the guy that the guy that said no way and thinks the c publicly thinks the cia is the most corrupt organization ever uh right. and, and then the cia then they kill him uh yeah it's it's a well here's i think part of it is uh, because the government's so dumb, I don't think they had the foresight <laughs> to realize that the internet would ever be a thing. Like I don't right. think they had the I don't think they had the foresight to realize that they, they don't have a lot of foresight. Period. So they weren't able right. to like look down the road and be like, "Man, one day uh, this guy named Snowden <laughs> is right. gonna like uh, get all our secrets and be able to leak them on the internet." Um, right. So it's a bunch of shit like that where they just they just thought they were untouchable forever. And then eventually right. technology and like, uh, you know, certain people kind of catch up with them. And you're like, oh, right. this shit is uh, turns out. And the, and the thing is, you know, you talk to, you know, like, you know, you'd never heard of that. I've, I've mentioned that to many other people. And it's like not that's not a conspiracy. It's a confirmed. I mean, you can find them, the documents online. It's a Freedom right. of Information Act. And you're like, and no one talks about that. No one's like, oh, yeah, maybe they do do some fucking crazy shit that we should <laughs> right. maybe think like right. maybe they don't always have the best interest of our country in mind right yeah and it's it's really weird that we're asked all the time to get out and vote for these people yeah you know like like what why taunt me yeah <laughs> you know what what are what do you get out of the fact that you made me pick between three conspiring pricks that are all going to Epstein's Island. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but but not only that, but just like like none of them are are going to fix it. Right. And so that's why I said you want the girl that helped the boy back into his wheelchair. Yeah. You don't want the person that's on the ballot. You don't yeah. you don't you don't go, "Oh, these this seems like a really stable choice to want to rule the country." Yeah. Well, for I a mean, number of years. it's it's the illusion of choice. So it allows them to still, you know, you can still control dumb people when you make them feel like they're choosing uh, or, you know, or, or <laughs> right, you right. know. You, you, but, you, but does that illusion of choice go away when you go, they got 60 million, they got 57 million, 57 million wins. Where's like like that kind of dissipates that illusion of choice. If you if you were thinking oh i i made a difference here yeah i just made a difference in the wrong state you know maybe next time we'll go get them but 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 it uh so so we're thinking well you still oh, got I have the a choice here i just chose wrong if if things don't go your way yeah you still get to choose you just may your choice may not get you know, may, may not be the bell of the ball. <laughs> <laughs> you right, know? right. And and if we choose not to choose, then you don't get to bitch about you know or whatever they say. Like you don't get a say, and you know you made your choice. Like, so. right. But if we if we feel like we don't get a say, even if we get 
to participate. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if we're if we're on the popular vote winning side of any sort of election and you still don't get your choice, you go you go, "Oh, I thought I thought by participating that it was going to make a difference. Turns out nothing. <laughs> turns out I'm wrong. Turns out, <laughs> turns out this whole system is designed to fuck me for life. Uh, right, because right. if they're showing you the beer commercials during the game, and then how about at the end of the game, Celtics-Lakers. Yeah. Celtics have Lost. 60. Got it. Uh, Lakers got 57. <laughs> And they go, Lakers win. Yeah. Lakers win the championship. Well, El, right? you know, California does have more votes <laughs> than Massachusetts. So, right. And the Celtics only had 11 players that game. One of them was injured reserve. Yeah. And Lakers had 12. It's, so it's, that's why they won. It's a wildly confusing system. And again, I think it's just designed to be confusing and for people to feel like they have a choice um but also a lot of times i mean you know give like this last election um most i don't think anyone looked at biden and was like that's the guy he's gonna <laughs> make a right. difference they're they're just right. like listen i can't deal with trump for another four years that's that, that's right. i i think i if people are being intellectually honest honest which they're most of the time not right if you really you hook you you shoot these guys up with sodium pentothal hook them up to a lie detector you're like right. listen did you really think biden was going to make a difference right out of all the people that voted for him i'm guessing l less than 10 percent of people are going to be like right i thought he was the i had all the right. confidence in the world in that guy right right yeah right. like like the um the ballots could have the ballots could have said Trump, not Trump. Yeah. Right? Just as easily as you Absolutely. put in. Yeah, just as easily as you put in Biden. But I think and I think that's part of it too. I've talked with people about it before where I said familiarity where, you know, if you had a Bush president, then later on there's a Bush on the ballot. You go, Yeah, we've already had a Bush in the White House. Why not do another Bush? And it's really weird to see all of that play out where there's been, you know, there's talk of Michelle Obama running. Yeah. And then like Biden was vice president for uh, it's weird that, you know, people are just they're familiar. They Nepotism. go, well, we always get our bread at Target. Yeah. So that's where we're going to go right, and buy take our it bread. easy, man. If I humble brag. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. You get no, your bread at Target. <laughs> <You're> I, <like> <laughs> know. I can't afford a membership there. I, uh. I assume they're on a membership <laughs> thing like Costco. Uh, but uh, but yeah, like I think people get familiar and they go, oh, yeah, Biden was vice president yeah. with Obama. Those were pretty good years. Sure. Let's let's let Biden. And and then you go and you go, how about his son? Like in 12 years. Yeah. Or how about, you know, how about one of the Obama's children when they're old? Enough? Like it's a comfortable, familiar thing where you just go, just go. I'm not familiar i don't want the toronto uh you know maple leaves yeah you know right running you know you know i i don't want them to have a dynasty i'm not familiar with that right if the if the edmonton oilers want to like they've had it before like you know what i mean yeah, like yeah. they had a bigger fan base so it's really weird to like you know see these things play out where where i just go are we are we gonna just keep going okay yeah nepotism forever man <laughs> that's the american way 
you know <laughs> let's keep it let's distill it down to keep it all in the smaller and smaller groups of hands well you know one of the funny things is i i uh not funny i should say but one thing that i think would help is like in new zealand they have a really interesting uh in their they call it a parliament because they're silly uh but in the uh it's not real he's not real government uh <laughs> parliament what are we playing what are you wearing white wigs you weirdos um so they are powdered wigs, <laughs> powdered yeah. wigs over there they uh they have this system where they actually uh mandate that uh a certain amount of seats have to be given to uh third parties uh um like third party political parties um, right. so what that does is that offsets a, an imbalance of power uh right. and that means that you always have other voices you know and they have multiple parties um not you know the kiwi party or the fuck i don't know um <laughs> the uh green tea green, party yeah whatever they got over there is yeah, wacky yeah, yeah. guys uh yeah but i mean they have all these other smaller par- political parties but then you have these other ideas and you're forced now those people are getting a vote so you truly are getting a voice of the a range of the entire people, you know, right. not just the loudest on each side and, and probably the most extreme, which is like, honestly, such a minority in this country. Um, that if you could get some more people in the middle to kind of balance out this craziness right now, right. Um, that would really make such a big difference in our in our political system. Right, right. That's why, like, if I book a show and I have like a killer headliner and like, uh, really awesome host like I'll go in the middle like you know what I mean yeah, like yeah. I, I don't <laughs> like you know you got you got to give them breathing room time sure. to go to the bathroom yeah or, yeah you know, have a order cigarette another or drink like, or whatever yeah 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 and so <laughs> so yeah I could see that that would work like it would uh, and and how do you fix the news like do you just go do you just rename because I don't see a reason to keep calling it Fox News right like like just call is it, it just name like just call it whatever it is like whichever party that that these are going to be skewed towards oh sure yeah, just yeah. call it republican news and democrat news right and libertarian news whatever it is a like like make it easier for the dummies to like flip <laughs> to the right channel well, I think they yeah. still want you to believe that they're, you know, Fox, like, I'm, we're fair and balanced. So I'm like, really? That doesn't seem very fair and balanced. I mean, none of the news channels are, though. I mean, CNN's nuts. Fox is nuts. They're all nuts, you know, the shit they come right. out with. I think, that you know, the main problem is um, advertising dollars, revenue. As soon as the news was monetized, you know, it's dangerous because now you're you're not you're not actually you don't you're not trying to get the news out there you're trying to appease advertisers so you make money that's how they make money um does advertising work on you me no not at all no okay i don't i i uh yeah do 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 you notice how much of your day you're being advertised to even if you don't watch tv all day or or whatever like it creeped me out to realize how how much i'm being advertised to just going through life even like whether you're watching tv or scrolling on your phone driving around like i i realized oh i'm always being marketed to yeah and it like really like creeped me out oh yeah 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 you're i mean they're always trying to grab well it's one of those things too it's like uh subconscious too you know you always see shit you know just like you see the mcdonald arches and you know you might not eat mcdonald's then but you see them everywhere so when you think right. fast food the first thing you think is mcdonald's you know 
Yeah, it's like uh, so it's like that subliminal thing. But uh, no, I mean, I'm pretty good at filtering shit out. Um, have you uh, have you ever gone to a gas station where they have a TV now playing you a commercial yeah. while you pump? Yes. Yeah. Is that too far for uh, advertising? Well, well, it is like gas station TV. Yeah, to here's me. your Hollywood Minute or whatever it is <laughs> yeah. to tell you what's best at the box office or what cat videos are killing on TikTok, whatever it is. And I just go, is this too much? Like, it is. What are we doing? Yeah, you're, we're we're never we have a we never have a down moment anymore. And my, the weirdest thing about those is it's always like news that is not relevant to my life at all. It's always like, it's always like, hey, there's a hurricane coming towards New Orleans, obviously. And I'm like, okay, what, I'm fucking, I just need 20 bucks and I'm in, you know, Bend, Oregon. What do you want me to do about this shit? Like, I'm not, right. you know, this doesn't affect me at all. Like, I don't, I'm not, I, I'm not sending the money right. or care packages either. You fucking live, live on your roof. Move to I higher went, ground. You should learn by now. I went to, oh, and here's a little tip. Like, if you ever get tired of, like, floundering where nobody knows about your comedy or you don't feel like you're, you're, you have enough followers on something, you, do you want, I, I have a foolproof way to get famous pretty goddamn quickly. Do you want to know what it is? Uh, hashtag me too. I, uh, no, I get... just, I don't want, I don't want you to use it unless you're serious. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It it's me. gonna, it's gonna take about, 10 days okay. but everybody will know your name okay let's hear it here it is it's it's really simple you go up someplace high and you say i'm not coming down oh hey that's for a good some idea. reason that always makes it on to every yeah that's broadcast. true everyone if you if you can find a billboard thing with a ladder and like some sort of platform sure Pack a couple of sandwiches, some sleeves of Ritz, and go up there, and then go. I'm not coming down until I have a hundred thousand follows on Twitter or That's whatever. That's a good idea. I got a I got a weekend to kill. Because because uh, what you don't like if you were to get arrested at the end, what do you, what do you probably get? A couple days. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't know. I got a record, so maybe they maybe <laughs> more. For me, for me, it's clean. So if I go up, I go up onto a billboard. I say I'm not coming down until I have a million, a million views on my YouTube channel. Is that right? a crime though? What, what, the, what those? That's what I'm saying. Those views start going up. Maybe I'm trespassing onto a billboard, right? Okay. I say if you maybe. guys send anybody up, I'm gonna jump. Yeah, I mean billboards aren't that high, but yeah, I get I get the spirit of what you're saying. <laughs> Really? Like, do I, do no, I turn an ankle? <laughs> I'm talking about going to a real board, right. not okay. not the one in Bend. Yeah, okay. I'm talking about yeah. going. Say, say, I'm sick of everybody being advertised to everywhere that you go. Yeah. Because I went to gas station and then had gas station TV blaring all the ads to me, mm -hmm. and then uh, and then I went from there to the bank. And you go into the bank, and now they have big screen TVs in the bank advertising all the things from the bank. Yeah. And I just go, oh, like, I'm just like, where can I go to escape advertising? And you drive out, and you're being advertised to by all the everything, yeah, arches every and the target sign, and then all of the. Have you ever seen, uh, you know, those political signs that are stuck in the ground right around voting season that say, vote for 
Pat Robertson to yeah. get his second term as whatever. You ever you ever go, God damn <laughs> he has my vote now. Yeah, that I Pat saw Robertson his is name on a sign. <laughs> He's my guy. It's a yeah, name. I've and and you go and there's twenty seven of them in a row. Yeah. Three of them are for Pat, six of them are for Mary. Uh, there's just like what are uh, do they expect us to go, yep. Like it works. I drove by her sign. Her sign's a little bit bigger than his sign. Obviously, <laughs> I like he's better the leader. Font. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, it's kind of creepy when you realize how much you're being advertised to, and yeah, and how, and and how it's supposed to get in there. Yeah. And how much you have to fight against it just to be at zero, just to like, you know, if I'm hungry, am I choosing because I saw a Taco Bell commercial, or am I actually? wanting to like i don't know yeah yeah it is a it is a crazy world we live in now where it is constantly that's why i'm i'm trying i'm uh i'm moving to the jungle soon i'm getting out <laughs> so uh um but you'll be at our show next month i will be there next month okay. yeah uh okay. i don't care where you live in between um <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Well, oh shit. Okay, we've been at this for a while. I probably got to get out of here. This has been fun. I got to get out of here soon, though, man. Um, yeah. We did. You. I think the whole reason we we wanted to talk about you were in New York, right? You were in New York. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell, tell us. Uh, too long. Did not read version of that. Uh, <laughs> I. Uh, How was I that? Went, I, I decided. We probably decided in August or September that uh, that I was going to go to New York and do comedy all around New York for a month. And I went because I had a weekly show that I was putting together for a bar down there. And then at the first show for that, it became pretty obvious that they didn't give a shit that I was even there. And they didn't pay me what we agreed on that first show. And so I just canceled all the other shows for them. Yeah. Uh, but I got to do some really cool um, shows. I did one at this place called Bridge and Tunnel. And uh, and in New York, they make everybody show proof of vaccination before they yeah. can go anywhere. And so I think it's really funny that people go, you can't tell me that I have to get a vaccination. Uh, I'm there at these shows going, well, if you want to have fun with us, you do. <laughs> you do. You know, and uh, and I did a show at Gotham Comedy Club. And uh, it was funny because you mentioned Jim Gaffigan Hot Pockets earlier. Yeah. He came in and sat. Uh, there was 15 comedians and I was 13th on the list. Oh, damn. And so you're sitting there and you watch 12 other comedians. But in between that, at around number eight or nine, Jim Gaffigan came in and did 20 minutes. And then, you know, three or four or five comedians later, I got up there. But we, we all got really good videos out of it. And it was really a uh, good crowd and everything. And, uh, like, it's just crazy to go to a place like that that's so different from where you live and like see the things that you don't see where you live. Like I saw multiple people doing drugs on the streets. Sure. And a lot of times you're like, Oh, I thought that was a behind closed doors or in an alley sort of activity. Oh, you have not but, been to Spokane recently, my friend. Uh, you <laughs> well, and there it's just like out and blatant. Nobody's covering anything or like yeah. anything. It's just wide open. I saw a guy looking in a lamppost to get the reflection so that he could put the needle right into his neck. And you know, Jesus Christ, that is that is pretty hardcore. It's early evening, so mm -hmm. it was like, you know, dusk, you know, kind of romantic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but but I went running uh, in the morning around my block that my hotel was on 
and I go running. And one morning I saw a lady walking a pig on a leash. Mm -hmm. And then the next morning I go for the run around my block and I see a guy in a dress on a stoop and he's uh, doing drugs out of a pipe of some sort. Right. And uh, I was thinking, you don't need drugs in New York. Just look around New York. Cause if that guy, <laughs> if that guy sees the lady walking the pig, he's probably thinking, Oh, it's the drugs. Like yeah. these are good drugs, you know, <laughs> but he doesn't know that we're seeing the pig too, even if we're not on drugs. But, but yeah, I mean, it's a crazy, uh, growing thing where you just realize like, Oh, life is different in these different parts of not only the U S but, you know, yeah. if you travel anywhere, you just kind of absorb that and just go, Oh, okay. Now I see why this is talked about in this way, because over here, it's an actual thing. Like some of the places that we talked about, like Iowa, Idaho, Montana, like light, it's a different life, whatever yeah. part of the country they're in. And then just imagine if it's that different here within this United States, that how different is it? in those other places that we mentioned how different yeah. is it in the middle east when you're nine and you're holding a rocket launcher right. or whatever you're not you're a woman and you can't drive a car right you know right. <laughs> yeah and so so it just kind of opens you up to just going oh okay so maybe it'll make me more kind in the long run or more just accepting of you know because because it's hard when you have a limited vocabulary to be like oh that's crazy when you've actually seen crazy yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like you don't throw these words around anymore when you've actually seen firsthand this thing over here. That's why I'm always like amazed by people who've been through actual traumatizing things that will go, yeah, I was kidnapped when I was 11 or whatever and held until I was 13. And then you go, you're 35. How are you still alive? Yeah, how you, you know? function like, as a person? Yeah, how are you functioning once you've been through this thing or somebody that, you know, survives a shark attack or like whatever it is and you just kind of opens up your your mind to like oh i guess life is different here than there but it's also you know the individual too and so it's just one of those things where i just go i cut that trip a little bit short because of some of the shows not working out yeah but also like it just opened me up to go oh i want to go to this place next and to this place next yeah. because i've never been to texas and i've never been to you know this place and that place where I go, Oh, I want to go to Chicago and I want to go to Texas and I yeah. want to go, you know, to this place. But, but until you've actually stepped out and gone and spent some real time somewhere, like it doesn't really uh, translate if you're just talking about it. Yeah. But, but once you've actually been there and seen this and then go, Oh, I want to see what life is like at this place and this place and this place. And uh, so, yeah, it was really a good trip, but also like one of those things that kind of changes your perspective a little bit and yeah i think if you keep doing that and moving that dial just a little bit that i think that's how you get actual well-rounded people like those places where they go this is a library of humans where instead of checking out books you can talk with somebody who's had these life experiences yeah. and rent them out for an hour and, yeah uh, well it's weird because you're uh you know, it's rel pain and you know suffering is relative because like the worst thing that's happened to you is still the worst thing that's happened to you. You know, if that makes sense. Like as far as you know, that's the worst it can be, and it's it to you right. that is almost as bad. I mean, that is as bad as someone else who 
you know, they're worse if to, in the eyes of the third party, maybe way more extreme. But right. to you, it's to each of you, it's still your worst experience. Right. right. So, you know, misery is kind of on this weird sliding scale. Right. Um, but uh, hey, that's comedy, baby. Um, <laughs> <so> <laughs> Pure comedy gold. Uh, uh, um, all right. Well, uh, Kessler, tell everyone where they can find you, how they can follow you, social media, uh, website, and then any shows coming up. Uh, my website is kesslercomedy.com. Um, I have a monthly show at uh, Wagon Wheel in uh, Suncrest slash Nine Mile Falls. I love going to those small places like that. Yeah. I have a lot of corporate shows coming up, and I perform at, you know, Joker's Comedy Club in Richland. Um, usually it's last minute sort of stuff, but my calendar is usually updated on KesslerComedy.com. And that's all my social media, too, is at Kessler Comedy. And so whatever thing you're on, I'm probably on there, except for TikTok. I haven't, I haven't gone on there yet. Yeah, I don't I, know I don't blame if you. they can't have do it me. Either. <laughs> blocked with a firewall since i'm 45 you know, i don't know if they let you on tiktok that easily yeah it's a tough thing to do uh i've tried and I, it's not for me i just can't do another app i've got the ones i know how to do and i i can't it's just you know uh there's so much yeah i'm on linkedin okay anybody there you go <laughs> go find him hire him on linkedin uh yeah so guys go follow uh uh follow adam kessler comedian he's a very funny guy good guy so check him out find him when he's in a town near you uh in november for the show in uh nine mile i'll be there so looking forward to that uh, so come check that out, guys. And uh, yeah, that's it. As for me, go to DeeceComedy.com. Check out everything going on across the uh, network and uh, live shows. Uh, we still have a couple tickets left to the drinking debate this Friday at the Black Diamond in Spokane Valley. Uh, so get those. They are going fast, guys. That show is going to sell out. So uh, a couple tickets left. Get them now. And special bonus for the listeners, if you use promo code uh, diamond, you get half off your tickets, so go buy them, because those will be gone uh, definitely before Showtime hits. Uh, and that's it, guys. Uh, for the social hour, I've been Deese for uh, Adam Kessler. Thanks, man. It's been good talking to you. And, thank uh, you. Thank you, guys, and we will see you all next week. 